Hello everyone, welcome. I'm Pastor Steve and this is our midweek scatter message and we're glad you've tuned in and found us here today. This Sunday we have a special day of training and that's at 5.30 and Natalie and myself will be giving great instruction about how to teach, whether you teach teenagers or kids or Awana or Vacation Bible School, even if you teach adults, this will be a great help uh, to you. Also, teenagers are welcome and anyone who helps in these ministries, we'd like you to come as well so that you can know what is expected in our ministries of teaching. And so please make plans to come out. Let us know. You can sign up on the link that we emailed to each of you as well. The second week of July, we're planning our scatter season number two. So to be the summer into the fall season. And so we hope that you can be a part of it. If you hadn't yet signed up, please talk to Natalie or to Miss Jennifer. We could also use another host. And so uh, if you would like to host or are interested in more details, please let us know about that. Saturday morning at 9 from 9 to 11.30, we have a teen event. We're eating a great breakfast at 9, and parents will need some of your help uh, to be able to transport the students over to the Northern Pines Road, and we'll have a roadside cleanup. Then with whatever time we have left, we can play here on the church property. And so teens, we hope to see you here this Saturday, 9 to 11.30. It's going to be fun, a time of serving. One of our young guys has a good Bible message as well. So I'm looking forward to that. So we are looking in the book of Revelation here for this midweek message in this unofficial scatter group time that you may be having. And we're in Revelation chapter 6. I'm actually going to begin reading in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible. So let me pray, and then I'll take you to this message, How the World Will Be. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to meet and gather. We thank you that you're our God. And no matter how chaotic or crazy this world is, that you are a God of order, of love, of plans, and you have a plan for our lives and a plan for this world. And we pray that you would just uh, give us some insight as how to how the world will be. And that will help us understand how things are shaping up today and why things are the way that they are. So I pray you encourage each listener and viewer today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. We'll call this how the world will be. And we're going to have, it's kind of like an idea of uh, dreams of the future. Anytime lately I've been preaching from Daniel or Revelation, that's kind of the subtitle or the series title there. So let's begin in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now this is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, and the reason is, I believe it's speaking of the rapture. Uh, The Lord tells John, Come on up or this voice, rather, is a trumpet saying, come on up. We know the trumpet will sound. The last trump and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 are the seven churches, which are descriptions of the church age and the way that the churches will be in history and in this era we live in, including the church of Laodicea. And Jesus is at that door, standing at that door, knocking, saying, hey, would you let me in? 
Well, then in chapter 4, verse 1, you don't see the church on earth anymore. Anytime you see the saints, they are in heaven. Anytime you see the church, they're worshiping God in heaven. And so I believe in a way of timing in the book of Revelation, Revelation 4, verse 1 is the rapture. So come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And so this is really that dreams of the future and these uh, visions and, and uh, this experience that God gives to John that we'll be looking at. So the rapture takes place in chapter 4, verse 1. Now, to make a little chart, here's a little chart, and it's linear, so you kind of get a time frame here. Now, we're at the church age. You can see to the far left, the church age. Jesus comes in the clouds. He doesn't come to the earth. He comes to the clouds. We meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So Christians are raptured. You see the arrow pointing up. On earth, there's things happening. That's the tribulation or the day of the Lord. And it's a time of intense judgment. Right in the middle, you see the dotted lines, the abomination of desolation. And that's when Satan uh, really indwells his main man, the Antichrist, and he demands worship. The abomination of desolation takes place, and then he says, I'm God on earth. And that's seven years total of devastation of God judging this earth, of people following Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet. Now, at the same time, in heaven... It's called the Day of Christ. There's the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. There are crowns that are awarded to Christians, and we get to give those back. We lay those back at the feet of Christ. And so that's taking place in heaven. In Revelation chapter 6, we have these seals being opened. So like letters and the seals on those letters. The seals are unsealed, and there's judgment taking place on the earth. So this would be probably the first uh, three and a half years in the tribulation is the time frame of what we're going to be looking at in Revelation chapter 6. And then Jesus returns to the earth at the end of the tribulation. There's the battle of Armageddon. He touches down on the Mount of Olives. The earth quakes. He walks right through where the Golden Gate would be in Jerusalem. And Satan is cast into the pit. Jesus sets up his millennial kingdom for 1,000 years. At the end of that, there's some other things that take place. Satan's released. He has some people that actually follow him once again. And then there's the final judgment of the final rebellion. And then God makes a new heaven and a new earth. So right in the middle of all of this, kind of to the left there, the three and a half years, that's when the sealed judgments that we're looking at will be taking, will be taking place. So Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. So the Lamb, notice it's capitalized, it's speaking of Christ. He opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown, a crown, it's a Stephanus, that's my name, Stephen, a Stephanus, a crowning, was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So, here is the first seal that is open, and this is the first set of several sequences of judgments that will take place on the earth during the tribulation. And notice the Lamb is opening these seals. So Jesus opens up these seals, and the, these judgments are unleashed. 
there are four beasts that are accompanying all of this. And the four beasts are part of the first four seals. The last three seals don't have these four beasts. But these four beasts, and they say, come and see, come and see. Basically, they're saying, come, come, come with me. Watch what I'm, what I'm going to show you here. And John says, I saw this white horse. Now, this white horse has a rider on it. The guy that's sitting on him had a bow. And he's given authority. He's given authority. He's given a crown. Now, notice how he has a bow. But what does the bow require if it's going to be useful? It requires arrows. Just like a gun with no bullets, it's useless. And so a bow without arrows is useless. But this crown was given to him. So he's given this position of stature and authority of governance. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. This person on this horse is talking about peace. The Apostle Paul talked about there'll be a day when people, when a leader comes and says, peace and safety, peace and safety. Well, this first writer here, he's talking about peace and he is conquering the world by talking about peace. He's not talking about building up arms. He's talking about disarmament. Now, that's a popular talking term today. You think about the president of the nation that's being attacked right now over there by Russia and uh, President Zelensky. Zelensky. And he's talking about peace. He'd be a great figure to be an antichrist. I mean, he's, he's a good guy, he, he, apparently, and what he's talking about and how he's leading his country. And the antichrist is going to come across as a good guy. He's going to have good intentions. And he's going to talk about peace. I don't know who the Antichrist is. I'm just suggesting he'd be a good figure for that. But perhaps the Antichrist, whoever he may be, he won't even know it, but he's probably alive today. And whoever it is, is going to be talking about disarmament, and is going to be talking about peace. And he's going to be given a crown. People are going to give him, nations and leaders will give whoever this person is, authority. And so that's the first seal that's opened. And the idea of peace, disarmament perhaps, is what is happening. So he's going to project himself as powerful, but he doesn't have any uh, military power at this point because he has a bow with no arrows. <laughs> and so let's go on then to the second seal. Because this person, this writer, has a sword. And I wrote military beside this. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So while there is a talk of peace with the first seal, now there's armament a rearmament of the characters who are on the side of the horse rider, and there's going to be war that's taking place. Now, there's power. Notice how it's italicized. It's inferred in the text. It's not in the text. It's inferred in the text. He's red, and that is like symbolic of blood and of um, 
maybe anger or harshness. And so this also was given to him. This power was given to him that sat on this horse uh, and uh, this red horse. And now people are killing each other. Notice how he's taking peace from the earth. So the first writer talking about peace, the second writer is saying, let's take the peace from the earth. So if you're not on our side, we're going to kill you. And by the way, whenever people are disarmed, like in verses 1 and 2, and let's just have peace, let's everyone lay down our arms, let's all just love one another, um, that's idealistic, but that's unrealistic, and because of our fallen sin nature, that will not work. But then people without their weapons and without their armament for personal protection or for countries' protections, well, they're going to be taken advantage of, and it's a lot easier to kill them then. And that's what's happening. You have this military machine that's being built now, carrying the sword. And again, you may want to circle that verse or that word, given this authority, this ability is given to this leader. And then the third seal is opened. And beside this, I wrote economy. Because we find some scales, if there would be an emblem for each of these riders on these horses, there would be the bow in verse 1 and 2, the sword in verse 3 and 4, and now scales, which would be measuring like in um, in numbers and adding things and subtracting things and, and measuring. And so here would be scales symbolizing the economy. Notice in verse 5 and 6. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. So come, I want to show you something. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. Now it's a black horse, not red or white, but black. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. The black uh, would be symbolic of a really difficult, dark time. And he has these balances. What's he going to do with these balances? Well, he's measuring some things out maybe rationing some things out. He's reevaluating the the actual monetary value or worth of money. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So, Let's talk about this. You see, in the background of these verses is kind of like a $100 bill there, you can see. And I use that image because of how the economy is a major part of this. Now, these are all things that will take place following the rapture. But friends, these things are shaping up in our world today. So that at the drop of a hat, when a trumpet sounds, everything's going to be in place. Satan will have everything in place for these things to happen as Jesus unleashes these seals, these judgments on the earth. And Satan thinks these are great things. These are controlling features for him to control the world. And so notice how he has these these monetary reevaluations. Friends, can I suggest something to you right now? Our world economy is in shambles. The American economy is in shambles. And we owe more money in debt than we have in GDP or gross domestic product. And even if we paid everything that we have, we could not pay what is owed as a nation. 
And so that's part of the reason inflation is out of control right now. You throw in the way that COVID is affecting the uh, the workforce and the recovery effort from COVID and not many people want to work and you have these minimum wage battles taking place and now the feds uh, federal uh, bank is is uh, increasing the the um, interest rates you have the stock market going up and down you throw in digital currency and bitcoin and all these other alternatives you have others that are collecting gold. You have the dollar bills deflating in value. You have shrinkflation where, where companies are making less product and maybe you buy something and it has less of whatever you're buying in it and it has, it's the same price or more. There's a lot of this happening. And so from these two verses, especially verse 6, <clears throat> a measure of wheat for a penny. Okay, so this is how much wheat you can get for a penny. Here's how much... Measures of barley for a penny that you can get, but but make sure that you don't hurt the oil and the wine. In other words, you could summarize the idea of this is the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer. There won't be a middle class. Maybe your middle class listening right now, it's considered middle class and you have your own vehicles, you have a property that you own and you have enough food and you're really blessed in a lot of ways like this. But you're not ultra wealthy, but you're certainly not poor. Well, there's not a middle class that's mentioned here. Either you have a penny, you get a little bit of wheat or barley, or you don't get anything, uh, basically. And that's that's what is happening here. So the scales would really uh, indicate economy. And so the world today is shaping up so that once the tribulation begins, there's going to be a one world currency. There's going to be this new world order. Somebody's going to step up to the plate and say peace and safety. Others are going to say, let's disarm. Others will step up and say, well, we need to, we need to be able to fight. And so let's, let's crush the people who don't agree with us or who are thinking differently than we are like the second seal. So all of that then brings us to the fourth seal, which is death. There's no symbol for this, just death. And this horse is a pale horse. So we've had white, red, black, and now a pale horse. I think of a pale as something that's kind of dead or dying. Uh, when, I, when he opened the fourth seal in verse 7, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. Now, the pale horse, the word chlorine, chlorine, like you use for your pool, or Clorox for your clothing, perhaps, or for cleaning something. Well, the word pale is the word that we get the word chlorine from. And so we could understand this pale horse as the color of a corpse. It's not, I mean, it just looks dead. It looks dead, and it's, uh, it's like a dead horse. And so, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given. There's that word again. It was given to him. Over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beast of the earth. Now, there's going to be a, a, a terrific, terrible, tragic dying taking place over the entire globe. So let's say there's 
about 8 billion people right now. After the rapture takes place, let's say 2 billion people are raptured. I don't know. Let's say there's 2 billion Christians in the earth, legitimate believers in Christ and his gospel. So you have 6 billion people remaining. Some people have already died with the killings that are taking place during the second seal judgments of verses 3 and 4. So let's say there's 5 billion people left on the earth. 5 billion people. And then there's going to be a fourth part. So about another billion and a quarter would die in that fourth seal. Now notice how they're dying. They're fighting again with a sword. They're starving to death because they can't buy anything because of the judgments of verse uh, 5 and 6 the third seal they can't buy any food they, they don't have anything to eat so they're dying of hunger they're dying with death i i think it probably indicates some sickness and disease maybe another virus or something if you read the bible carefully there's always these uh, pestilence and plagues kind of like what we experience with covid more of that will happen if you study the scripture carefully that's going to happen more and death and so then also the beast of the earth i don't know what that'll look like the beast of the earth i don't know what creatures this would be that wild animals perhaps is the way that the word beast reads so maybe bear or mountain lion or um, uh, different wild creatures are going to come out of the mountains and start attacking people that's what it says here these these are wild beasts beasts of the earth are going to be killing people so I don't know if it means domestic animals are going to start killing, but it means wild beasts. But there's going to be a great death that's taking place the world over. So we've already seen in the first few sealed judgments here a reduction in the population of the earth and people dying just all over the place. I can't imagine the funeral directors, and really at this point it'd be mass burials, just mass burials, if they even get to that, if they even get to that. And so then there's a fifth seal. Everything kind of shifts back to heaven in this point. In the fifth seal, there's persecution. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So they had faith in Christ. These are people who had believed the gospel even during the tribulation. There's 144,000 Jewish witnesses who were sharing the gospel. These are people pre-rapture who did not hear the gospel and they cried with a loud voice saying how long O lord holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth and so they're in heaven talking about something that took place to them on earth they were persecuted to death in the white robes Re remember i guess the people who didn't agree with them in verse three and four the second seal you know let's talk peace in verse one and two but if you don't agree with us in verse Three and four will have people kill you with a great sword. That's when they were beheaded for their testimony, their love for Christ. And there were white robes given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So uh, they are waiting. God will right all of the wrong. But notice how they are given white robes. They're given white robes. You know the righteousness that we live with and have and enjoy and are blessed with 
is the righteousness of Christ. Philippians 3 verse 9, Be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. We put on clean white robes, symbolizing not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. And that's what these persecuted saints have here in heaven when the fifth seal is open. So it's persecution on earth, and their souls are in heaven with the Lord. And that's why they're asking us, how long? Are you going to avenge us? Are you going to make this right? Oh, yes, I will, God says. I will. And that will be in the future in another message we could look at that. And then the sixth seal is open. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. And lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. That fig tree analogy has to do with uh, uh, figs that are not yet ripe and yet they're falling off ripe figs fall off at the right time but these are ones that because of a storm they fall off ahead and they're not not useful for anything they're no good and untimely figs falling off because of the wind and the heaven departed as a scroll so the heavens open up and as when a scroll is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their place and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman, every free man hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? And so we have great astronomical things happening in the heavens that affect the earth. And in, eventually in Revelation, you get to where there's an asteroid called Wormwood that's in the earth. And the world's fascinated with an asteroid destroying the earth. I mean, they say that an asteroid kill off the dinosaurs. And you have a lot of different uh, theories that people put out uh, about uh, these types of things. And so here is these... These astronomical things, stars from heaven, so there are going to be some asteroids hitting the earth. And you have the earth being shaken all up. Mountains are displaced. Islands are moved. The earth is totally shook up. And the people are shook up as well. The kings of the earth, the great men, the people who made the Antichrist the Antichrist. The people who talk peace in verses 1 and 2, the first seal. The second seal, the people who say, let's kill everybody that doesn't agree with us. Those who controlled the economy and uh, had all the oil and the wine for themselves, the rich kept getting richer. These guys are going to find their dens and their rocks in the mountains to hide in. And did you know one of the biggest industries today that rich people splurge on are homes that are underground in old nuclear silos and, and they have really um, impenetrable type uh, houses and places where they can escape to? That's a big industry today. It's a big deal in our world today. And so those places are already being prepped for a lot of people for where they can hide. It's the ultra-rich to have places like that. And they they even get to the point where they're like, oh, just let's die. We don't want to face the wrath of the Lamb of God. They start to recognize where this judgment is coming from. And and future point, they'll know who the judgment's coming from. And the Bible, how the Bible tells us about it, uh, it describes how it's like they shake their fists in the face of God, like, we don't care, we're still not going to repent. Well, they know the great day of his wrath has come, who shall be able to stand? But that's not the end of the judgments. We need to turn a page to Revelation chapter 8.
because the seal judgments, the seventh seal, actually opens up another set of judgments. And those judgments are the trumpet judgments, the trumpet judgments. But let's notice this. When he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. It's like the silence before a storm. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, the trumpet judgments are something that we'll save for another day, Lord, Lord willing to look at. But these are another set of judgments that God sends to earth because the people have rejected Jesus Christ, and they've fallen in love and followed Satan and his man Antichrist instead. Now, all of these are terrible judgments that we're speaking of. And these are things that we're not looking forward to. These are things that will take place on the earth while God's church is in heaven. Chapter 4, verse 1, remember, we're in heaven, worshiping God and serving Him. Well, the earth is being shaped today for these events. Like birth pains before a birth of a child, before the birth of the one world order, which our president happily endorses which uh, the World Economic Forum is pushing for. You have major players like Bill Gates and others who are, are talking about using money and medicine and military and other things, languages, to bring people together into one house and one, one world order. Uh, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum is so clear on their agenda to reset the world. They call it the Great Reset. Look it up sometime. This stuff isn't in the dark. It's all right out in the light. It's not my conspiracy theory. These are things that major players in the world, countries, military leaders, and money players and bankers are all talking about today. So what should we do with this information? Well, today, with whatever time we have left before the rapture happens, share the gospel. Continue to live for Christ. Don't give up. Remain active in your church. Be there. Participate. Don't just be a listener. Be a helper. And then stay close to God in Bible reading and prayer. That's what we should continue to be doing. And before long, we don't know when, in just a moment, we'll get to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay encouraged, church. Let's keep loving Christ. Let's keep serving Him. Thanks so much for listening. Take some time to pray with whoever you're with.